This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. I want to know what you're thinking. There are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. We are back again. We're back on a good track now. We skipped a few weeks and we came back and then we skipped another few weeks. We came back and everybody's recovering now, so we're good to go. But we're back. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by... Uh, Dayman. Ah, fighter of the night, man. Ah. That's me, Chris. I'm, by the way, I'm 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 hoping that you started listening to their podcast. No, I didn't know they had a podcast. To be honest with you, uh, that's that's a, they do. It's the three guys, not no no D, and uh, it's great. It's really good. No goddamn bird. No uh, goddamn can, bird. Do they do, do they <laughs> offer you offer me a rum ham in this trying times? As I've missed out apparently. Yes, and spaghetti in the bag, as well. Yes, excellent. So. We are back, but we are joined by somebody today. Now, this th- this is actually kind of funny because I've been trying to get this guy on for months now. Things happen. Life gets in the way. Life finds a way. Life goes into the force, comes back out, joins the dark side, gets killed off again, gets recut by Lucas, comes back out, gets re-released, and here he is. So we finally got the guy, the voice of Mulehorn. Ah, I'm messing. I'm messing up. Mulehorn Gaming. Wade is here. How you doing, sir? What's up, man? How's it going? <laughs> you got all excited. Man. I felt like first cool. of her name, you know, like from freaking Game of Thrones, man. <laughs> Pretty much. Poner of noobs. Yeah. Napper but, but, of napper of dads. Bagger of teas. Bagger yeah. of teas. <laughs> Slayer of troopers. Yeah. There you go. But but it has been a journey to get you on here, and it hasn't been an easy one. That's true. That's true, my man. You booked up for months, man. Yeah. Hey, life finds a way. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, but no, like originally when we started doing the podcast again, I wanted to get all the people that uh, who were part of the NerdFoo group, like the big group of all the, the, the fellows. So like, you know, we had Sully on, we've had uh, Dwayne on, we've had all these people on. And I'm like, okay, I still got to get Wade on because he, he's, he's up there. You know, I, I got to get him on. And you're busy. Things happen. You're busy, and here you finally are. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad to finally have you on. Thanks, man. I'm glad I could finally come. You know, like <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's like it's like, you know, having a full time job, and then you know you're you're hustling for podcasts on the side, which at the time I was doing three. I've cut it down to two. Jesus. So you know, mm-hmm. and poor kiddos, and it's so streaming, and it, it sometimes you're like, man, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I get that feeling. I just replace the Ford podcast. For me, it's graphic design and like logo work as, as my side hustle. For Chris there, he's a comic artist. So he's doing uh, freelance gigs, comic art, comic book cover art, sketch cards, 
you name it, he's doing it. <sighs> All day, every day, man. All day, every day. Yeah. Also, you know, perception is reality. Like, you know, um, if you give off the perception that you're a very busy, important person, mm-hmm. and, and you know, not, not implying that you're not, but, like, <laughs> I'm saying this podcast, I mean, my anticipation is at an all-time peak level, so uh, don't let me yeah. down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess some big shoes to fill, I guess, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, pretty much. But, yeah. but yeah, today was today was a busy day. I think you know for us because before we re- before we recorded every year around this time, our group FRN like our not not the people who have been on the show, but other people that are a part of the group. For the last several years, we have done this thing called the Royal Rumble Raffle. And if you don't, if you know what the Royal Rumble is, that's the big oh, WWE pay per view. You know, thirty men into the ring, one person leaves, they get the title shot. Well, it's the Thunderdome, bitch. We've we, we've turned that into a raffle drawing, to where <laughs> we draw numbers. And we, that's our pick. And if that person who draws that number, that entrant wins on the pay-per-view, we win a prize pack and cash prizes and everything. And we've been doing that for the last, I think, four or five years. Every year mm-hmm. we do it and we get together and watch it. Uh, and so we literally did the pool, the number of pools right before we started recording here tonight. So it was a big <laughs> rush. It was a big rush to, to get that done, to get on the recording, to do this. It's very so every time someone wins, do you have to go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I, go, I go to Aaron's house and I kick in the door and I'm throwing cool everywhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, dude, fucking again. Hey, I mean. Yeah, bitch. Tropical thunder. Wow. Slip into a Slim Jim. I got the Slim Jim Macho Man right here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Kool-Aid Man. Well, that's <laughs> that, that. They're like cousins, right? Snapping to diabetes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of diabetes, so what are y'all drinking today? We'll just take a page out of Three Beers and a Mike's book. What are y'all drinking? Well, if you're going with me, I'm recovering from the vid, as some of you guys know. So it's just a little water and lemonade. So no blue milk. Yeah, no blue milk tonight. No, no, no. Oh, man. Uh, I was about to say, you let me down. I was wondering what you're having and yabbing over there. Although I got to say that Bucky's cup is pretty strong. bro. It is. So So is the Dunkin' uh, Donuts original blend with a little bit of uh, coffee. uh, creamer that is uh of the chocolate and caramel per- persuasion but yeah it's uh that's how you know it's quality that that, that bucky's metal tumbler i mean that's right that's good. so speaking of diabetes uh i tried one of these the other day the monster coffees flavor stuff oh, i love them man no they're good they, they, they don't have that that monster soda taste afterwards because really? okay okay i'll be honest i love monsters mainly for the energy and for the caffeine kick sure but that aftertaste tastes like pool water. It tastes like you went <laughs> swimming in a pool and you gulped a little bit of it. It has that pool water taste. And right, I can co sign the chlorine and maybe a little bit of pee and <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. And, and I've always I've always hated that. So the other day I got a coupon for a free monster mocha, like the the mocha loca loco coffee monster thing, a free one. <laughs> Tried it, it was delicious. Wow. It didn't have that. It didn't have that pool water aftertaste. Didn't have it. All right, man. Uh, I'm gonna well, have you know that I'm gonna grab one in the mor- tomorrow morning yeah. on the way to work. And then same. I tried the. And then I tried the mean bean, the monster mean bean. Same thing has that strong coffee taste, no pool water. So now I've got was it this? What is this one? The the Irish blend. So I mean, hey, St. Patrick's Day's coming up. I'm just prepping, you know, getting ready all for right, it. All right. Yeah, man. Tastes Don't be good. so damn defensive, man. Enjoy your coffee. Sure. I, I am. <laughs> Monster coffee, <laughs> it's, it's, it's delicious. We are not sponsored by a monster, and I am not a due partner. 
So you're throwing it out there. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they send me free stuff every so often, as long as I don't wear the wrong hoodie in the video, apparently, that everybody you're, has you're pointed out. You're getting free out. shit? Where's my free shit? Uh, sir, I drink Pepsi and Mountain Dew a lot. They reckon, oh, hey, right. game recognizes game. Diabetes. And diabetes, diabetes. recognizes diabetes. Right. <laughs> so, well, no, in the last video I did for the, the Pepsi unboxing video for the caramel, the Cracker Jack Pepsi, mm -hmm. apparently I didn't realize until midway filming the video, I'm wearing a Coca-Cola hoodie. Oops. And the logo is right there in the video. And I look down and see, and I try to cover it up, but I'm already halfway through the video. So oh, man. I, I just kind of went with it. And apparently everybody has pointed it. A lot of people have pointed it out to me. I, I've gotten like at least seven messages or things. Hey, you know, you're wearing a Coke. Hoodie. You're not going to, you're not going to be a due partner now. So. <laughs> Somebody's like, you know, if you were drinking uh, Java monster coffee, you would not made that mistake, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably true. That is probably yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. That's probably so. We normally start the show off with like you know what are you playing, what are you watching, what are you reading, or what are you listening to, uh, as a way to kind of jump into uh, a, a guest on here. But really, because it's Wade, there's really only one show that people are watching. And oh yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. It's it's Book of Boba Fett. It is. I mean, I mean, I mean if 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 any if there was a living embodiment of the Jedi Temple housing of records, it would be you. It would definitely be you. <laughs> I'm the Jedi archivist, I guess you could say. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty, I know I've asked you several the picture, questions. The picture of Aaron's painting of you, it's almost like he wanted to call you the Mandalore. Dude, much. okay, so I got I to gotta tell this backstory. Now, I've been watching Star Wars probably since as far back as I can remember, and mm -hmm. that goes all the way back to, some of you guys may not know this, but well, I don't know. Some of you guys are pretty close to my age. So mm -hmm. used to a long time ago, there's these things called RCA laser disc, right? And there were these big huge discs that you would just slide in and pull this lever down to watch, yep. uh, you know, your movie. Yep. And my dad had one of those. And what he had on there was new hope. At least that's what it was called. Originally was new hope <laughs> <laughs> star Wars. You know? what? And so, um, you know, me and my brother, I had an older brother. We would literally watch that thing on repeat all day and have like <laughs> quote wars. Who could quote scenes and say, okay, at this scene, what does he say at this scene? So that like grew my love affair with Star Wars. Plus I was a farm kid. I grew up on the farm. So I like everything that Luke was, was kind of like the way I grew up. Oh, but, I'm going to say, are you a, uh, you were a moisture farmer? Dude, <laughs> carton farmer. So it's pretty close, right? <laughs> You're out there hanging out by the dirt road. And there's oh, a yeah, fucking dude. wagon pulled up. I was listening to Alabama roll on highway. There's like, nothing to do, man. Like, it was literally Jimmy like, Jawa trying to sell you a broken down piece of yeah, shit. Yeah. I would like grab sticks to pretend I had lightsabers and read books and like play outside all day because that's all I had, you know, and watch Star Wars. <laughs> and you're like, and, I had an aunt and uncle that lived out there with me, but the whole fucking barn burned down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one time. Yeah. No. But like, so. That grew my love affair with Star Wars, and, I, and it always just really registered with me, like on so mm -hmm. many levels. That's awesome. From entertainment, spiritual levels, to just oh, man. loving everything on it. You know, yeah. just just loving everything, the storytelling, the battle between good and evil. And yep. so, like, I've always, I've just, I can't remember a time I didn't like Star Wars. And now, my wife jokes and she goes, "This time was made for you." Because it's just <laughs> all Star Wars. It is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, man. You're, you're in the right time for 
pretty much almost every fandom now is just expanding. I mean, Star Wars yep. is blowing up. Disney's a big blowing up just with the cartoons and animations. Comic books are blowing up. Comic book movies, TV shows, those are blowing up. Yep. And even if you're even if you're like a horror fan, series are coming back. Uh, sequels are happening. Reboots are happening. That's it's it's a big it's the current age is a good time to be a fan of anything because everything's just expanding and it's great. Well, it feels like almost like the the nineties all over again with pop culture, you know, like pop culture is like the big thing now it's like collectibles and, and movie references and the clothing and things like that. It's like everything that was cool when we were kids is cool again. So like all the comics we watched, you like the OG Spider-Man comics. Yeah. It's all coming back with its own little flavor, right? But it's like it definitely is. It's like it's cool to be able to sit down with my kids and me remembering, you know, watching New Hope and having them watch New Hope for the first time too. You know? Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, definitely. And yeah, I uh, like for me, I know. Okay, so like basically, my daughter has formed this giant love of Star Wars, and I'll kind of re, I'll kind of go back and retouch of what happened. So basically, uh, I tried to get her into Star Wars like years ago because this. I remember whenever the thing was either TBS or TNT would run episodes four, five, and six uh, repeat. They would do like marathons of them over a weekend or even a week. They would just run them. And my daughter Gwen was kind of like, "Nah, I don't like it. It's boring. Nah, I don't like it. It's boring." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. We don't have to watch it because I was never really big into Star Wars either. Uh, I have friends who try to get me into it, and I'm like, "Nah, I'll play the games, but I'm not." into it i'm not that big into it it's not a game you're in (laughs) (laughs) it could be so so we ended up getting disney plus like like pretty much half the continent did we ended up getting disney plus and of course mandalorian uh season one debuts and i think this happens i think before the final movie episode nine comes out yeah, so the Mandalorian takes place a few years after no, uh, Return of the Jedi. No, I, I don't mean like it was released like before episode oh. nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what ends up happening is that me and Jen, me and my wife, we start watching Mandalorian, and we're like, okay, this is pretty good. We get through the first two episodes; it's pretty good. We're like, okay, this this is a good show. I'm liking it. Her dad comes and visits us, so and her dad's a big Star Wars fan too. And we're like, hey, and he's like, hey, is there like a new Star Wars thing on? And he's he's intrigued. Like, hey, let's watch it. Gwen from the background, boring. Oh, so, like, okay whatever, you know, whatever <laughs> so we watched the first episode not knowing that she's like peeking around the corner watching uh-huh. everything so then we're like we asked her dad like hey do you want to watch episode do you want the second episode and he's like yeah sure we could keep watching it and Gwen's like yeah let's watch it I'm like hey I thought you hated Star Wars no not too much <laughs> not too much it has begun <laughs> so she sat down mm-hmm. and watched it and of course like everybody else Baby Yoda at the time, the name Baby Baby Yoda. Yep. That's she fell in love with. She was like, Baby Yoda is the greatest. It's the thing. And since then, she was she became hooked. So we would watch episodically Mandalorian. I introduced her to all the movies. We watched all the movies, including the you know the ones that people don't like. Um, it it took us a long time to watch Rebels because of how long that series was. Not Rebels, Clone Wars. Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah, that's like how a long lot that, of seasons. We watched all of it together. Yep. We watched Rebels. All Worth through. it. Uh, right now we're watching Resistance uh, yeah. to get through that. But yeah, she's loving everything Star Wars. So basically, basically our, our usual thing now is Wednesday nights, she rushes home. She gets, she gets she finishes her homework. We watch Book of Boba Fett now. She, yes. she, we have to watch it. Man, that's awesome. So 
Speaking like you mentioned, you're watching it with your kids and everything. The greatest thing that happened was when we're watching, you know, Empire Strikes Back, the scene, the big reveal. And if you've ever seen a little girl's brain explode because of what <laughs> happened, that's what happened. Because yeah. her mouth popped open. She looked at me. She looked back at the screen, looked back she at me. And she goes, no. I'm like, yeah. She goes, no. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> dubbed in, yeah. Uh, dubbed in uh, Mandarin. <laughs> me no like. <laughs> Dude, that twist is just so freaking good. Oh, it's great um, for little kids. It's great yeah. for little kids. It's it's the best. But yeah, she's she's in love with it now. So every time there's like a new Star Wars pen that we then we look at on Disney, we go look on, on DisneyShop.com. Every time there's a new update or a trailer, we go watch it. So she's all about everything. Bad Batch. Yeah, we've awesome. watched the Bad Batch three times. Oh yeah, Omega. We we watched it three times. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 been great. It's 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 been a it's been a lot of fun. I heard Chopper's quite a hoot. Chopper Chop- is one of my faves. Chopper's probably <laughs> Chopper's probably Gwen's favorite droid because he is she, sassy, man. Because say, everybody he, tells me he was like, ah, 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 he's oh, he's, he's the grumpy old man. Time. Yeah. He's the grumpy old man. He's get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly That's like our is. dog, uh, Jacob. Yeah. He's, he's a grumpy little bastard, dude. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, I mean if, if Clint Eastwood was a droid, he'd be, he'd be a chopper. So I got to ask you, I got to how did she respond when it went to Jedi Knights with Kanan? You know? Oh, I mean, his, his, uh, Chris, have he, you seen Rebels or no? No, I haven't had a chance to yet, man. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still, uh, I'm still fighting the the the, the strong power that is YouTube paranormal okay. and true crime videos most of the time. So <laughs> hey, fair you know. enough. So okay, so Gwen got Try really to keep sad. It vague, vague, Gwen yeah. got really sad when Kanan could see again. Oh yeah, she got really sad. Yeah, that but hit got, the feels. She but she got even sadder when the ending happened with between Ezra and Thrawn. She yeah. got she got sadder with that. Yeah. Um, I feel so left out. But but she but she was really happy to see you know the sun. She was happy to see the sun. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. And I know Sonya made... and Darth Vader fight each other in a pyramid. Yes, they do. I know that's a thing. That's a pretty epic fight too. And that's explained more in uh, Rebels as well. I've seen yeah. I've seen some of that, but not all of it. Um, but she yeah she enjoyed all that. She was she, she loved the show that show. And what 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 made her pop out was I guess when you played Squadrons Star Wars Squadrons the video game. Hera's yep. there. Hera's Hera. on screen. Yep. So she, she was like, "Oh, I want to play that now too." All oh, these controls suck. But you, I want to play. Can, you can tell her she's in. Uh, Hera's name is in Rogue One, and so is Chopper. Chopper's yep. both. They're both in Rogue One. So they are. Yeah. 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 yeah Where's Chopper in Rogue One? When they're calling out over the loudspeakers when they're at the base, uh-huh. um, and they're running into the base, you can see Chopper going across the screen. Yep. God damn yeah. it, Disney. <laughs> Well, they they both both that. well, the yeah, ghost yeah. is in episode nine, right? The ghost is oh, one yeah. of the ships in yeah. episode nine. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's in Somebody came in my store today. Came in my store today talking about ghost, uh, the, the ship. Because mm-hmm. I was talking about ghost the band. It was like, oh, Star Wars? <laughs> and it was like Satan? And so it was a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, it was like, uh, I, was, I was being informed that a Lego set for the ghost ship from uh, Rebels is rather expensive now. Wait, um, which one? Because we have the little mini one. We have the little mini oh, ghost ship. I'm talking about, I was informed there's a big one. Big one? Yeah, we, uh, yeah. Is Very it the expensive. Lego one? Yeah. yeah. All the Lego ones are going to be super expensive right now. 
like the razor Dude, crests, all that. Like, I'm really getting to the expensive. point now where I like, you know, I'm, 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 I've, I've been talking to my wife about investing and stuff for the store. We literally just like whenever a big stupid set comes out that we know nothing about, like uh-huh. we just know that this. They, they say that Lego literally is a better investment than gold. That's not bullshit. Like people no, pay money for these sets. They do. There's there's a store um, in our in our local area. Um, it's called Legos and Minifigs. I think it's and and it's like a buy and trade. They also mm-hmm. have new sets in there, and you can go in and build. And if they will literally take any of your rare stuff and pay you money for it, so that they can you know turn around and sell it themselves. But it's like it's crazy when you walk in that store. You're just like in a whole new world of collectibles. <laughs> you know, I yeah. believe it, man. Side sidetrack on that. It's one little thing I want to mention. Like I know we're talking about all things Star Wars, and I'm just like, oh yeah, well, guess what? Ghostbusters. So the Ghostbusters firehouse, I bought that for my nephew a number of years ago for like doing good in school or something like that, or whatever it was. He put it all together and it looks awesome. He's got up on a shelf in his room. Uh, a local comic store not far from where I'm at uh, got a big giant Lego collection mm-hmm. and they're selling that Lego set in box for like $1,400. Yep. Dang. That's like a 2000 Honda Civic that still works with AC. Yeah. Yep. That's well, I mean, insane. it's those Lego sets. I, I sold my, uh, I had the Jurassic Park. No, 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 no. The Jurassic is it Jurassic World? Like the, the the newer movie with um with Chris Pratt that came out. They did all those retro Lego sets. Well, yeah. I got the one with the T. I got the one with the T Rex. I got the set with the T Rex. The big one. The big one. I paid sixty bucks for it at Target. Turned around and sold it just because I wanted because I have a whole bunch of Lego sets that I got before the kids, and now mm-hmm. I know I'm never going to build them, so I'm just kind of getting purging a lot of things out. I just throwed yeah. up on eBay, just hoping, just hoping to get my money back. That's it. Wasn't expecting anything else. Yeah, close to close to two hundred dollars. Oh my god! For yeah. the one for the one with the T Rex. For the one with the T Rex. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me four thousand three hundred twenty three dollars and seventy three cents to a guy in Muskogee. I wish. I wish it was. That. <laughs> I know. I sent it to. It went to Florida. It went to Florida. So that's a retiree then. I do big, remember that. Big dinosaur retiree. <laughs> and then and then the uh and then the Seamboat Willie Lego set I sold for 150 at the toy show. So oh, that's right. I still have, we still have that, but we haven't yeah. put it together yet. It's okay, you'll get to it eventually. You'll eventually. get to it eventually. But yeah, le- yeah, but yeah, the Lego as far and also since Star Wars, uh we do have the little mini ghost that come that came with Hera, I think. We have that little Lego set. But the Lego games, the Lego Star Wars games. Oh yeah. New one coming out soon. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and, and the new Lego video game looks really good, like really, really good. So, what's your uh, okay? Since we're talking about Legos, do you? And since you're, and since you're also a, a semi-pro gamer, uh, do you have a favorite Lego video game, and a least favorite? For me, not really, because for the Lego video games, I've been very casual with those, so okay. I've, I haven't touched them a lot. Um, okay. Fair enough. So it's 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 more of a I've dabbled in them. I haven't okay. like necessarily gone head over heels in them because you as you know I'm more of an FPS kind of guy. Yes. So yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. De- definitely do. Okay. Uh, so just the, for the parents out there, because I've played all the Lego games except for the Disney one, the, the the Incredibles one. That's the only one I haven't played yet. I'll say this: the best one that has the most DLC, the most like replay value, and everything is the original Marvel superheroes. The one that has Wolverine and Spider-Man and all the Marvel superheroes. You get the most bang for your buck out of that one. 
the one to stay away from, the one to throw holy water, throw it in the fires of Mount Doom, to ship it to, ship it to stop and go, is the Indiana Jones Lego game. That game is terrible. It yeah, is really. It, it is the worst. Controls are janky. Nothing lines up right. It is. It is as about as worse as the movie The Crystal Skull. It is bad. <laughs> that's hilarious. That sounds pretty bad. But the funnest one, though, the one that that's just a lot of fun to play, Jurassic Park. It's so much fun because you do all the, you, do, you do all the movies, but Lego has a thing about no deaths, no killing, right? And yeah. we people get killed in the movie. So Ooh. they edit them to where people don't die. Something else happens to them. Nice. <laughs> and so the guy on the toilet, clever. right? And, clever. And, clever girl. Yeah. And if you can imagine what, you know, just keeping it, you know, kid-friendly and PG for those things, it's hilarious. There's, it's so funny. Because, awesome. because, it, because everything happens in the background or it happens with the story. And it's just worth the play. Yeah. So just throwing it out there. So your love of Star Wars starts with the Laserdisc, the old yes. school RCA Laserdisc. So out of all the movies right now, which one is your absolute favorite? We go on movies or are we, are we also throwing in like TV shows as well? Or are we just going straight movies? Just straight movies right now. Okay. I'll do TV. Well, next question I mean, will be TV shows. If you're, if, yeah. If you're doing straight movies, I mean, it has to be Empire Strikes Back. I mean. Okay has always been my favorite by far and away. Um, and I think um, probably number two on that's going to be Return of the Jedi. Um, it's just Empire Strikes Back was just so freaking amazing, you know, watching it. I still get the feels every time I watch that Hoth scene. It's just yes. like when Vader walks in and you're just like, all right, that dude is about to just jack some people up. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and there's nothing that's given me that type of feeling in another one of the actual movies per se. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay, Chris, you got a favorite movie? Um, as far as Star Wars goes, yeah. yeah um, I'm gonna have to say the Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> the Chewbacca family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, when they get together on Boxing Day or whatever hell it is. Well, hey, I mean, you get Boba Fett in one of the animated ones, right? So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. No, honestly, man. Uh, to in the interest of uh, information, I am uh, what you would call a fairweather Star Wars fan. I don't, I don't. Uh, You're casual. That's fine. I'm yeah, I don't have too. an impassioned. I don't have an impassioned uh, opinion about anything Star Wars, outside yes. of the fact that I love original content and I like mm -hmm. stories. I like adventures, I like swashbuckling. I like, you know, I'm not a big fan of incest or anything. But outside of that, you know, like there's some really good stuff in Star Wars. Yep. I'm kidding. Yeah. I know it was a. You know, whatever. Like, yeah. your sister. Yeah. Yeah, gross. You're yeah. so nasty. Yeah. No, it was fun. Like, I, I honestly though, if I had to, if I if I picked one, I, I would uh -huh. consistently watch all the time. I would have to say it's probably also Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Fair I mean, enough. Come on. Come on. You know, up up until a few years ago, this would have been a three P. This would have been a sweep for uh -oh. that choice no uh -oh. no for some reason i just really enjoy rogue one i really like rogue one it's a good call yeah i mean that's fair I, that would be my run too i mean i i like the like the, the like the the fight scenes 
K2SO. I mean, all of it's just, it's a lot of fun for me. K2 is a great droid. He is. He, he really, really is. is. He really is. So, uh, like, let's jump in the T. Let's jump in the TV series then. Like, this would include cartoons as well. Ooh. What's your favorite TV series? This Ooh, can include that... Disney Plus. This can include uh, See, I don't... the cartoons. The shorts. I don't know if I can pick because what's hard is like when I think about <laughs> Clone Wars. <laughs> I think about all the epic parts in Clone Wars, like yes. when Anakin almost freaking force chokes uh fox through the glass because they're holding ahsoka and she's being framed right now like yeah he's about to just go dark side right there or when he fights barris when he finds out that she was the one that betrayed ahsoka or the many times that he fought dooku and the time that he thought obi-wan died like there's just so many good things in clone wars and then you got the bad batch and it's just there's so much to pick yeah but I, I think i mean if I had to say, if I had to pick one, mm -hmm. I think I would say the one that that feels the best for new fans and old fans is the Mandalorian. So I'd have to okay. go with that because it's just classic Star Wars, very Western styled, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. kind of good versus evil, out in space, lots of new places you haven't seen, new characters, you know. So yep. for me, I would I would probably have to say the Mandalorian. Mandalorian, hey. It's a good choice. I mean, it's a good yeah. show that brought a lot of people in to uh, to the Star Wars universe. I know Chris as a casual. I mean, you, I know you watch some of the, the cartoons and the stuff like that. So do you yeah. have a favorite yet or? Uh, you know, I, I started watching um, I started watching uh, Clone Wars. I haven't watched any Rebels. OK, um, I, I need to honestly, it goes back to like when I'm when I can see most of my media is either with my wife, because it's a thing that married couples do. They watch TV together. And, uh, and then, or it's like me on my laptop working and I'm listening slash watching stuff. So, yes, uh, I found that was a huge mistake, uh, when it came <laughs> to watching, uh, Clone Wars and stuff like that, because yeah. they get all, um, they get all, um, uh, back and forth about it. It gets all memento on me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep. It's like, yeah. oh, remember that three episodes ago when we mentioned this? Well, here's the whole story yep. about that. Like, fuck, okay. And then you have to, like, remember You have to it, watch so. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just the thing that's so good about, like, all of the stuff we have now with the animated shows and, and The Mandalorian is, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's just good story. It and is. Mm -hmm. my wife, um, she was she was like, what did you turn me into? Because the <laughs> other day <laughs> when we were watching some Star Wars stuff, she was like, wait, is this canon? And she looked at me and I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nerd. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she loves it now. Like she knows the canon and things like that. The boys talk to her about, yeah, it's just, it's just good story, you know? So people relate to good story. So. It is. Scruffy nerf herder. Yeah. I, I mean, so. it definitely is. I mean, there's a lot of content uh, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Uh, for yeah. my favorite shows, I've got it. I've got to go rebels. There's something, there's something about rebels. That's just fun to watch. And, yeah. and we, and we've watched rebels. I mean, we've watched bad batch three times and it was good. And clone wars. That's a, that's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of seasons. And a lot of those episodes feel just like filler, you know, didn't yeah. really do anything much. Didn't really do much, but I did enjoy the news like the world war two news newsreel intro. You know, previously on Star Wars, they have in this battle of 14, 13,000 troops fell, but to the victory of the prawn. 
you know, that yeah. was really cool to see or to hear. But I got to go Rebels. It was just the Chopper, yeah. Hera, Chopper, Kanan. The, the, that felt like a family. That felt Rex, like a family. Ahsoka. Like, yes. Yep. And, like Clone Wars. What Clone Wars did was when I went back and watched it, seeing the bonds between the Jedi and the, the, the clone trooper generals and the commanders and all that, that was great. Um, but Rebels just felt like a family show. Hell yeah. Especially so, look at Zeb's story, man. So yes. Good. Zeb's yeah. story. That's a big know. wolf looking guy, right? Yes. Yeah. He was originally designed to be the Wookiees. Yeah. That was yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Okay. That was a Macquarie thing. See, I'm not completely clueless on this stuff. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's rebels is great. And, uh, <clears throat> It starts off a little. It starts off a little rough. Like the first two episodes do start off a little rough. Yeah, but once slow. you once you get into it, and you start seeing people drop in and drop out, it's a lot of fun. Yep. It's a lot of fun. And, and all the stuff that Filoni's doing, he's pulling in all of that from Clone Wars and oh Rebels yeah, and all of it. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, you um, can tell him and uh, John. What's his name? Um, Favreau. John Favreau. Favreau. John Favreau. Yeah. These guys. I feel like you're, we're just watching them play with the toys in the backyard. You know, you know, they got them, <laughs> yeah. And they got yeah. they literally had the coolest damn backyard you could ever play with your toys in, you know. Yep. And yeah. they got all the Absolutely accessories, insane. all the yeah. vehicles, all the play sets, all everything. Well, their I, dad's I tell... a lawyer and their mom yeah. is a stay-at-home mom. He doesn't pay attention to her. They're going to get divorced in 10 years. But you know what? Two Christmases. That's that means a lot of Star Wars toys. Yeah. I'm saying. Come on. I, I tell people all the time that, like, Dave Filoni – you know, because now he's the head guy, like all story goes through him, right? Yes. Um, I tell people all the time, Dave Floney is literally the Padawan learner to George Lucas. Like yes. he sat under him for years for Clone Wars and the meetings that they had every day and every week. And if you look at some of the behind the scenes footage and stuff like that, where George is talking about whatever it would be, right to his right is Floney doing exactly what Dave's doing right now. He's listening <laughs> and he's doodling and drawing all of these things that they're thinking out yes, like he created awesome. ahsoka and it's just so that's cool crazy. to see that man to see someone that has all the lore knows all the knowledge literally was the padawan learner to the jedi master of star wars now mm -hmm. gets to take over as the grandmaster you know yeah. and how many people are jealous of that guy you know what i mean oh yeah. i know <laughs> but the thing is is he's just such a good guy nice guy that you can't help but like him you know sure yeah, that's that. That's very true. That that is very true, and it's just it's cool to see like all the stuff and all the toys that uh, that were made from the movies that were made to sell the kids start popping up in the shows. Yep. to start showing up. So you mm -hmm. so, that, so that way, if you got the cheap toy that you know that nobody bought because it was like a side character that was cut from the movie, guess what? It's going to show up in Clone Wars, or show up in Rebels, or show up in Mando, or show up in Book of Boba Fett. They're yep. showing up. And it's it's really cool to be you know a Star Wars fan. So it's yep. Although it's, I gotta admit, I was a little let down that Jennifer Beale did not do a flash dance in that bar. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> hey, we're only oh, halfway still through time. the episode. We're still halfway time. through the season. We're halfway through the season. Yeah. She's a tweet girl on a Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, dude, come on, you gotta have it. Gotta have it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta have something for her. I mean, come <laughs> on. I I mean at least all... they had Max in there. They had Max. Yeah, they had, they, had, yeah. they had Max. Yeah. Hey. Dude, talk about the 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 freaking uh, to shout out Cole forty five, the Joe Grizzly of the Star Wars universe, <laughs> Max Rebo. Yeah, Max yeah. Rebo has seen some shit, has he not? He has. I mean, think about and, it. And dude, he survives everything 
Yeah. Like, if I'm Max Rebo, I'm a confident son of a bitch. It's just like, <laughs> nothing nothing phases me. I'm like, oh, look, another gunfight. Well, you, well, you, you know, know what I mean? Like, you you got out there, man. You know why? An elephant never forgets. <laughs> he's, yeah. Well, he, oh, he, and he's such a sad elephant. He's so blue. Ding dong. Anyway. He drinks that blue milk. He yeah. drinks that oh, blue milk. Gross. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, Max Rebu, he, he's in there and like the, the only other surviving band member with them. They yeah. went from like a like a six person team to like two. Yeah. So Amen. hey, they went from slipknot to the, the white stripes. <laughs> or you know what? Maybe there's only so many left because Max Rebo keeps selling other guys up the river. Like they're looking, we're looking for Max. Like he's pointing at one of the guys with the flute. He's like that guy. He pushes yeah. him out of the way. He just pushes him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pushes him. <laughs> Hey, where's that? Where's that green uh, soul singer lady with the snout from the extended edition? I didn't see her in this episode. I'm just yeah. saying, well, she, got, she was the he's... first one to get pushed. She was the first yeah, one to get pushed. Exactly. Yeah. He was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Right <laughs> <laughs> oh, into the Starlight pit. <laughs> the Starlight pit. He just pushed her overboard. Oh, like, yeah. like, he, he's he, like, he, I can see Max Rebo like telling her, "Hey, what's that over there? Is that a coin?" She looks, pushes her off the boat. Boop. <laughs> he's like, Is the other band members, She's like, "What?" Ah. The other band members. What happened? Oh, she quit. She quit. She took her pain left. She went she to the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That, she that, she that was, was the sky, but the 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 high of scum and villainy. Yep. <laughs> uh, she was CG. That's what. That's all that matters. Oh, yeah. She was just CG. So position bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I got to ask Sinek, because you know, as a major Star Wars fan as you are, what are your thoughts are when when uh, whenever Lucas released. The digitally enhanced Star Wars trilogy back in the theaters with the with the added scenes, the added characters, oh. and the added just <laughs> special effects. I'm using quotations for special effects because those did not age good at all. They See, I, I know people are like Lucas can do no wrong, right? <clears throat> but for me, I'm like sometimes I think the the flaw that George has is he tries mm-hmm. too hard. Yes. Yeah. And I think sometimes he just tries too hard because you think about most of the movies that he did still hold up really well today because they were just cutting edge technology that they used Mm -hmm. and the stop motion they used and things like that. Yes. They're even going back to some of those things just because they work so well, practical graphics, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think all the extra stuff, some of it's cool. Some of it, eh, not so much. Like it's just, it just feels like he, wanted to do something cool with the tech that he could use now. And yes. so he tried a little too hard, not yeah. necessarily saying it's a bad thing because anytime you can help fund future star Wars movies, I'm yeah. okay with it. You know, like, Oh, it came in the theaters again. You're going to go watch it again. Yeah. It helps fund star Wars. So <laughs> I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's fair. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he so, kept up with the Joneses, but I mean, I guess, if he didn't do that, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about, you know, Mandalorians and rebels and choppers and everything else. Right. I mean, yeah. look at, look at what it led to now with like the Mandalorian, they're doing almost all of it in a studio that's set up with basically a huge, <gasps> yeah, like that's mind blowing to me. Like TV screen almost where it looks so real. The actors say they don't even know where it begins and ends. Yeah. Cause it looks so real and it's immersive. And they can control, like, as a someone that does video editing and someone that, like, does that as my job, like, no, having no, cr- like, content and production. Yeah. The fact that you can control your lighting to the nth degree is amazing. Yes. For everything is. that you want to do. 
like anything you know this as an artist like yeah. it's mm-hmm. like lighting is huge it is and it's like the, the fact that they can do that and bring in props and build a set on there and then build out all the assets around it and they even like because i've been saying this for years but like if people want to look and see where technology is going and where um the cutting edge technology is look in gaming yes. i mean it's a multi-billion dollar industry that dwarfs the hollywood industry and all the content and all of the talent and all of the tech is in gaming and that's what john favreau did that's what he used for the lion king he used unreal engine he used it for the mandalorian they're using it for boba fett yeah, like yep. The, the the fact that they he's smart enough to use that now look what we get with star wars like we get these yeah. amazing worlds that feel so real you know mm-hmm. well it, it, it's it's funny that you mentioned that you know the gaming world uh building stories and building graphics and everything that pretty much outshines hollywood on the flip side of that when we finally do get a video game movie they're usually not that good. They always suck. Yeah. <laughs> They're not that good. Yeah. Where is yeah. the disconnect here? <laughs> yeah. It's like, what happened? The writers. Oh, I, that's I think, true. I think part of it too is like some of it's hard to translate to the big screen. So they have to be a little more creative. Well, or um, you could just be simplistic. I mean, the original Mortal Kombat movie is great. I, that's one of my favorites is the original Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. It's simple. has a simple storyline. It makes sense. Then you have the sequel, Annihilation, and you're like, why? <laughs> why? I thought the new Mortal Kombat was pretty good. It yeah. happened. It happened. Yeah. Oh. Well, now, some of the characters I didn't like. but Yeah, exactly. Know. It happened. But, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, for okay, Mortal, the, for the new Mortal Kombat movie, why did you have to bring Goro in at, at the very beginning? Save yeah. him for the sequel. Yeah. Save Goro for the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I yeah. mean, you know what? You know what? Uh, Book of Boba Fett did a better Goro in the desert scene. Yeah, he did a better Goro. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's uh, true. Yeah. That's true. So, so I'm just gonna say that new yeah. Goro sucks. Star Wars <laughs> Goro better, awesome. much better. Yeah. Five stars. Four arms, five stars. Better. Oh my god. No head. <laughs> no head. He lost his head. It happened. Yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with you on that because the Halo, I mean, look at the newest Halo game. It's great. Mm-hmm. The story halo the the full halo storyline universe the universe and everything it, it's good it has its bumps it has its games that are kind of like why like halo 5 but overall it's a good solid universe that just keeps going uh I, my only complaint about halo 5 is that they advertised one story mm-hmm. then when you play you get a completely different story yeah. So uh, I, I think that I think the biggest flaw too is people would have accepted Halo 5 a little more if that fight between him and Chief was just kind of like, come on now, dude. Yeah. This is a Spartan 2. He would basically break in half the Spartan fours. Like yes. break them in half, you know. He would. It's Chief. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's Chief. But I I mean the only really saving point for Halo 5 for me was Nathan Fillion as Buck. I mean, that's, yep. <laughs> that, that's it. That's really yeah. it. I, I mean, I bought a few of the figures from Halo 5, but the only ones that didn't open were Buck, because I'm hoping to get that autographed one day, and uh, Chief, because I want to get that autographed too. So, that would be dope. Well, and, and I'm really interested to see how this Halo TV show is going to translate, because the trailer looks really good. Wait, the trailer's not yet, is it? The, the thought, teaser. Oh, the, the teaser, te- yeah, the teaser is. Yeah. The teaser is, yeah. yeah. But, but the, the trailer's show, Sunday. Yeah. Yes, Sunday. Yeah. And well, and speaking of Halo, 
on this week's episode of uh, Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> I was wondering if you were trying if that was a segue. So, like, there's a bet segue you didn't in. Know they were tied together. There's a segue in <laughs> that happened. I don't, I don't know the name of the planet. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but that was old established lore. That that particular yeah, old established lore that it was suddenly brought to light as soon as Halo came out this year. So, like extended universe? Like are we talking about like Dark Horse and Del Rey books or what? No, I think it's an actual like there is some planets that are like that. Um, oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> but so when it showed but, up on the screen, I'll turn them off and I go, oh <laughs> I mean, I thought it was very cool oh, no. the way they oh, no. did it. Yeah. So here's what happened. Awesome. So here's what happened. We're watching it. The wife walks by and she sees that. She goes, Oh, is that the new Halo trailer you're excited about? <laughs> I'm like, no, this this is Book of Boba Fett. She was like, oh, that looks like Halo. I'm like, no, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does look like Halo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're you're not wrong. It, it yeah, it definitely does. Um, but yeah, that that was a kind of a throwback moment when we saw that. I'm like, huh, that looks like Halo. And then the wife says that, and Gwen daughter's like, Yeah, that reminds me of Halo. So and then we saw that thing today, the little meme that's been going around. Star Wars, like, hey, Halo, can you copy your homework? Sure. Just don't make it look the same. And it has both pictures side by side. Yeah. The Halo oh, ring in that planet. Man. <laughs> so yeah, that's I, awesome. I think in Star Wars lore, there's there's quite a few things like that. I mean, look at Cloud City. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 a lot of, I think, similarities because it's both sci-fi. True. But, but I mean, yeah. I was waiting for those drums to pick up and start. Oh, yeah. Dunk, 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 dunk. So when oh, that scene started happening. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's good. So let's let's talk some book of Boba Fett. We've kind of danced around actually talking about it. So, as a character that's had mystery for decades, this is a character yeah. that pretty much he had the Wolverine origin. You never really knew his origin. Yep, he's a badass character that people love. One of the favorites, one of the top ones, but nobody knew his history. Nobody knew really anything about him uh, until we got episode one and two, where we saw that he's a clone. And yep. I remember that made a lot of people upset. That definitely made a lot of people upset. But the book of Boba Fett is kind of doing a good job at bringing up his history and, and kind of doing the backstory. So what are your thoughts? As a Star Wars purist, what are your thoughts on this? So I, I am on the, uh, the side where I'm really glad that they're giving him some backstory and I know where they're going with this. I don't know how deep you want to get into these theories. We can, but get, I we got... can get deep. If you have a theory, throw but, uh, it out. But yeah, you know, I mean, balls deep, man. It's fine. Because you, you know what's going to happen? It's most of this is going to go over my head anyways. So <laughs> go so ahead and do it. <laughs> what we what we have to realize is the book of Boba Fett is really going to be um, abridged, if you will, to Mandalorian season three, because yes, sure. the way that Boba Fett is going to. I believe have a very integral part in helping reestablish the new Mandalorians. Mm -hmm. So uh, some back history with stuff that's in legends. That's not Canon. That's slowly becoming Canon. Go and read the old dark horse comic. Um, Django Fett open seasons. I think it's okay. like four issues. Super easy to read really quick read, but it okay. gives you a ton of history. <clears throat> Excuse me. Gives me, gives you a ton of history about house Vizsla. Okay. And the start of the Mandalorian Civil War and Jaster Miril, who was the leader of the true Mandalorians. Basically, he was Mandalore. Okay. Which is the leader of the Mandalorians. And so it it talks about how this this house and this clan, house and clan Vizsla, 
fought against Jaster Miril. And in that process of starting that, they had a battle on Concord Dawn. Um, the journeyman protector of Concord Dawn was Jango Fett's father. Okay. Mm. When they were hunting Jaster Miril, um, when Vizsla was, he came across a young Jango, beat him up, took his father hostage, ends up killing his father as he's running away. As Jango's running away, trying to, you know, not die, he runs into Jaster. Jaster takes him in, protects him. He starts to learn how to fight and train under Jaster. He ends up, as a kid, faces Vizsla and shoots him in the head and thinks he's dead. And so they're like, okay, the Mandalorian Civil War is over. I think we're good. So basically, Jango is a foundling, raised in the Mandalorians, gets his own armor, all this really cool stuff, right, that we've kind of seen <clears throat> in uh, Mando Season 2 when he gave him the chain code and said, look, this is my father's armor. He fought in the Mandalorian Civil War, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So some of that's becoming canon. Um, later on, he's, they, they find out that Vizsla is still alive because Vizsla is Death Watch, right? They, yes. they want the more ancient Mandalorian code, which is uh, basically they want to rule the galaxy with the Iron Fist, right? This is like old lore. The new Mandalorians are more kind of like uh, what you see in Clone Wars, right? Where you kind of see um, like with Obi-Wan and, and the others when they come in and they're wanting to be more of a neutralist, um, yes. less warrior warrioristic and more of a like Jaster was, which is basically bounty hunting. You're bounty hunting and cleaning up the galaxy. That's what the old, the new Mandalorians were or mm -hmm. the, the Mandalorians. <clears throat> so after this big battle, he ends up getting betrayed. Jaster does and gets killed by Vizsla's men. Um, Django seeks out revenge. Eventually, um, as he gets set up during this plot, the Jedi come in because the governor had sided with Vizsla. Mm -hmm. And the governor calls in the Jedi saying, hey, this Mandalorian group is killing civilians and all this stuff. And they weren't. The leader of the Jedi that come to neutralize them is none other than Count Dooku. Okay. And he brings a bunch of other Jedi. Kind of a long story short, uh, Jango gets back to his camp to see almost all the other friends of his Mandalorians killed. He takes on and kills five Jedi with his bare hands. Like, that's how freaking good Jango is, right? Okay. Where it's almost at the end, it's basically Dooku and him. He's taken captive. He's enslaved by the governor, put on a slave ship for years, breaks out when pirates hit the slave ship. I'm going really fast, by the way, guys. <laughs> That's fine. And That's fine, yeah. comes back to the governor's palace and steals back his armor. And you'll notice in Clone Wars, there's a reference about that. They're like, Jango Fett, we don't know how he got that armor. He stole it. He's nothing more than just a common thief and bounty hunter. Actually, if you go by legends, he's not. He's a true Mandalorian that stole his armor back, mm -hmm. got disillusioned with the Mandalorians, and came more of just a bounty hunter. Yeah. Okay. Fast forward a little bit. Dooku remembers him and says he's going to make the perfect clone template because he is basically a Jedi killing machine. And in this conversation mm -hmm. they have where they're agreeing to terms, he says he wants an, you know, an unaltered clone. And Dooku is like... I'm actually really surprised you're this sentimental and you want a son. He's like, I don't want a son. I want an apprentice that will become the legacy of Jaster Miril. Yeah. Okay. So what I think we're going to see, so all of that backstory there, what I think we're going to see here is we're going to see Boba Fett potentially taking up that mantle because on his chest is the signet of Jaster Miril. 
That's yeah. just the, his clan, right? Um, so I think what we're going to see is, you know, the, the armor makes a mention in Legends about how the great Mythosaur will rise up and help establish the new Mandalorians. Yes. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen here is they're going to use all this Legends because they said this only happened in Legends, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Boba Fett. You know, yeah. Jingle Fett here. <laughs> uh, he's got the great Mythosaur on his shoulder, you know, on his pauldron. So I think what they're going to have happen is you've already seen him. He said he wants to establish a house house with Finnick, his own house, House Fett. Yeah. He's going to rise up and he's going to be the person that helps Din Djarin be the true leader of the new Mandalorians and reestablish a Mandalorian base probably on Tatooine and eventually on Mandalore. Okay. So oh, wow. That's what I think is going to happen. Potentially, I don't think this would happen. I don't think they'll take it away from Din, but I could see Boba Fett wielding the dark saber and knowing how to use it. Yeah, kind of like almost like it's his <clears throat> legacy to take it from the Vizslas. So you can see the Vizslas, Death Watch, Bo Katan, all of this come to a head from all this Legends content because Filoni's weaving some of this into the story. Well, I mean, so, I mean, with, with book, I mean, with this last episode with you know Book of Boba Fett, with the, basically the Mandalorian episode. We did kind of see uh, Jin Jaren getting his Karate Kid Miyagi-Do, you know, learning on with the Darksaber. And yeah. Training and, <laughs> and learning how to use it, all of that. He has to be one with the sword and all. So so they're, they're planting the seeds where basically, yeah, he's going to be the wielder of the sword. He's going to yeah. be the wielder of the saber. And yeah, I, I can definitely see that. His uh, his Kanan and Sabine moment is going to be with Grogu and Luke, I think. When he goes to meet Grogu, Luke's going to see it and help train him. Like Kanan helped train Sabine when she had the dark saber in Rebels. Oh, I can see that. So we're in some pretty cool shit then. So uh, potentially, yeah. So speaking of Sabine, do you think she's going to show up at the end of Book of Boba Fett as a cameo? I don't think they're going to. Or Mandalorian season three. I think they might be in the Mandalorian season three as a segue into Ahsoka. I think okay. they'll probably use Mando for that to segue into Ahsoka since there's already an established relationship between Din and Ahsoka. Um, what will be interesting is how much Luke is going to play a part in some of this. Mm-hmm. If Luke is going to get to meet back up with Ahsoka, because could you freaking imagine that where he gets to meet Ahsoka and Ahsoka gets to tell Luke about his dad? Like, oh my god, yeah, like, dude, just that, or even getting to see Ezra, another Jedi. Like, I know, I was about to say, you know, just imagine the final battle of one of these shows where you have Ezra, Luke, Ahsoka. Boba Fett, Din Djarin, and even and even uh, Mando Grogu show up say, to fight. Chain Mel Grogu. Dude. I just want Luke and Boba Fett to meet again on the screen and Boba Fett be like, what up, sucker? I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you killed me, bitch? I've survived a, I've survived a monster sand vagina. You can't stop yeah. me. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, just because like, you know that's going to happen. You know yeah. that's going to happen. They're, they're going to have that big battle moment. They're going to have their Avengers moment with Luke and all of them to fight the Empire. And, and I think what we may see is when Mando goes to give Grogu the armor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Baskar armor. I think Luke's going to say, hey, like this is going to be one of your training missions. Go with J- now, Ben and help him I, out. I have to ask this, though, because when we saw them take that spear and start making a, a reforming it for Grogu. Yeah. I saw chain links. I didn't see chain mail. So yeah. I think he's giving Grogu some bling. Yeah, I think he's giving him a mythosaur necklace as like a chain. Maybe. To, uh, to, to, as, a, as a memory type thing. 
Yeah. So Grogu's going to be walking around, you know, uh, Puerto Rican style with that chain on, with that mythosaur <laughs> hanging around his neck. Man, like, if, if there's lane. not a turtleneck involved, it's invalid. Yeah. He's gonna I mean, I was pack. thinking like Mithril, like from Lord of the Rings, you know, <laughs> like he's going to have like Mithril chain mail, you know. <laughs> no, I think he's just going to have a necklace with a giant pendant in the front with like encrusted diamonds and stuff on it, too. Yeah. That's just a mythosaur. Then yeah. the back of one style. And then on the back of it, it just says it says Fett's vet on the back. Yeah, that's, oh that's all it says. Oh, and you know, you know, Boba's going to be riding that rancor in the town when oh, they get into that battle. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, he will. He's going he's to call him Kong. He's, he's going to be the great mythosaur rising, literally rising <laughs> on the back know. of a rancor. Yeah. So, so you know, it's going you know it's going to happen. It's it's destined to happen. Yeah, all on board it. for all of this. And I I think that'll like quell some of the people are like we want more action i felt like you got so much good action with the sand people mm-hmm. and him yeah. like even with this like okay i know everyone that's listening can't see this but like when you look at the repainted armor yeah. on the side here of boba fett's helmet there's these lines and they were originally were were uh red right here which signifies revenge now they're this new color that signifies remembrance of, or honoring a, fa- a father or family member. Yes. So you can definitely see the transition he had, especially when he had that dream in the desert and he got his gaffy stick yeah. of becoming a scared boy that he was hiding underneath his helmet and just lashing out and being a bounty hunter to being someone that wants to establish a house and a name for himself. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. So, um, one of the questions or one of the comments I wanted to ask or one of the things I wanted to ask is that another podcaster that's a part of the cross the stream universe has shown some very much disdain and hate because Star Wars is afraid to leave Tatooine alone for <laughs> even a season or a movie. They, they keep going back to Tatooine. Everything's always on Tatooine. How do you feel about them coming back? Basically, them keeping returning to Tatooine. I mean, I love it because that's kind of like <clears throat> it's like a staple. It's like Coruscant. Like that would be like complaining, why are you always going back to Coruscant? Well, it's because there's so much tie there with lore, True. history, that's where the characters are. <laughs> so like when I hear that, I'm like, well, why are you fine with everyone being on Coruscant through uh episode 1 through 3? Like that's true. It's it's why like is saying, Batman always in Gotham? No, why? no, no. No, like no the other example would be how come half of Marvel or 90% of Marvel superheroes are in New York? Yeah. It's like you, you go to where yeah. the story is. And in this particular yeah. point, we're telling the story that's not centered on Coruscant anymore. It's centered in the outer rim, you yes. know, because we're building up a bounty hunters like Navarro was like way out and like the outer rim, you know, and things like that. So it's like, you, you have to go to the places where the story is going to be. So I have no problem with it being on Tatooine. I think there's so much that we never knew about Tatooine that it's kind of nice to get to know all the stuff, like how they got the water through the melons, how there's creatures that are under the ground. We get to see crate dragons, like, you know, all this cool stuff. Yeah. We get to see desert Goros popping up everywhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Digitally drawn Danny Trejos. It's awesome. Hey, machete. We got to see see Tashi station. Like that was in when, you know, Boba went and beat the crap out of those bikers. Yeah. Like, I know uh, the whole time I was like, watch out for those power converters. (laughs) (laughs) 
You can no, waste time no. with your friends when your chores are done. Well, I mean, I, I, I do. I want to see them. I do want to see them go back to Hoth. I've always liked the whole Hoth, the snow thing, and it'd be kind of cool to have like Mando just walking through the snow of the storm of Hoth to go get a target. I think that'd be a really cool. Uh, vision. I mean, honestly, I'd like to see Ilum because it's it's it still has a huge presence of of empire there because Ilum yeah. eventually, as some of you guys know, becomes. Um, the, basically the new weapon and yes. the force awakens. So, yeah. um, but, um, but I mean, I'd like to see that planet, honestly, Hoth, I feel like is more remote and that not many people knew of Hoth mm-hmm. and that it was kind of, um, like a secret base that shouldn't have been discovered, but was True. discovered. But so, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be the perfect place for somebody who's running from bounty hunters to hide? That would be a good place. Yes. But there's not much there. Exactly. So no, where they could hide <laughs> old, old bases that are no longer used true hiding there i you know honestly and this is a very obscure reference i would like to see them bring in some stuff um and and rebels there's a, a part when kanan and ezra go and meet rex and the other guys um other clone troopers um it's like one of the first episodes and they're looking for hidden old hidden bases right yes yes and rex says um, let me give you a list of some of my hidden bases and even some old Mandalorian bases that no one knows about. That's true. You mm. did say that. So I'm like, dude, can you please bring that in there somehow? Like mm-hmm. bring in those old awesome. Mandalorian bases, maybe some more coverts yeah. that are just waiting, you know? So, okay. So since when Disney took over Star Wars, uh, they said a lot of the extended canon, a lot of the books, the comics, and all of that, the old stuff, no, no longer was canon anymore. Right. Is there a story, a comic book, or a novel that you wish would either be included or get kind of a reintroduction and re, not a reboot, but like a a redesign into the current Star Wars universe? Filoni. Um, did you want anything Filoni in? Did you want anything Filoni? Like anything from like the old non-canon stuff to get Filoni in? The, honestly, the only thing I think I, I would really want back in because the EU is kind of like the Wild West of Star Wars, right? It yes. was just all over the map, like it was, everywhere. Yeah, it was, and people kind of always remember it more in um, nostalgia glasses than they remember of you know than <laughs> what they would like to remember it as because mm-hmm. it's just it was not very coherent. It was all over the place with everything, like <laughs> even Luke coming to the dark side and things like that. So you know, Luke clones of Luke and stuff. And so it's just, it's just crazy. And his um, kids. Yeah. And honestly, the only thing I would really like to see to become Canon, they've kind of made a little bit of it. It's Canon. Just like little pieces mm-hmm. is the dark, uh, dark horse comic book series of Boba Fett and just how he tracked Luke down his encounter. He had with Luke and the fight he had with Luke. Mm-hmm. And then some of the stuff you see with black Cassandra and, and things like that with him yeah. fighting Obi-Wan, like I would like to see that. And I think some of that will become Canon because Filoni is really good about that. Now, as far as like games and media like that, I would absolutely love, and I know Filoni would be on, on board with this because he loves old Republic. Mm-hmm. I would love to finally get more confirmation and more fleshed out story about Darth Revan and the old Republic. Now we okay. know in the rise of Skywalker that Revan is mentioned. So he mm-hmm. is Canon. He is, he is there. So it's, we, I want to see the real story. We have the okay. story in the games, but I want to see it. I want to see Revan. I want to see Malik. 
I want to see that old school, super powerful Jedi just like in the whole story of the Mandalorian yeah. Civil Wars with Revan is amazing too. Yes. I mean, and there's ties to the Fett clan in that story as well that most people don't know about with Cassius Fett, you know. Oh wow. So yeah. Okay. I, I'll just say this because I was a fan of this. I even read the book. I played the game, I read the book. Shadows yeah. of the Empire, Dash Rendar. Yeah. I want to see that Bring brought it. in. I want to see that brought in. That character brought in. Cal Cause, that'd be cool. Because I mean, who didn't play that game for the N64? That yeah. was like the Star Wars game, the epitome Star Wars game for the N64. I wasn't good at it, but I played it. <laughs> oh, the speeder bike challenge? I hated the speeder bike a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. Why is it with video games and speeder bikes that are super difficult? Battletoads, Shadows of the Empire, anything with a speeder bike is nearly impossible. Let's bring back Cal. Kyle. I think Kyle would be awesome. You know, we see him in some of the Star Wars video games. and the, do. I, I think he would be a really good um, second fiddle to Luke. But I don't know how they would do that with the current lore of how um, Kylo destroys the Luke's temple and things like that. So Is, is, Kyle, the, is Kyle the guy with the, the blue paint on his eyes and the dreadlocks? Who is that guy? No, that's Quinlan Vosk. Quinlan Vosk, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's funny that I knew who you're talking. <laughs> oh, hey man, the, you know yeah. uh, I spent many years. I mean, like I said, I may yeah. not be the the quintessential nerd fan of all things Star Wars, but I yeah. I've seen and picked up enough on it to be like, oh, there's this, yeah. this, this. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I mean, I would love to see uh, Cal Kestis. Like we saw the BD unit. I mean, it's not necessarily BD one, but I mean, it's it's almost like they're hinting it. Like, hey, you may see Cal somewhere. Sure. You know, I want to know yeah. more about Gwendolyn Christie's character, the Phasma. Oh, character. Phasma, yes, same here, same here. What an underutilized opportunity that was. She looked really cool. She oh, was yeah. the Boba Fett of the new trilogy. She was literally I mean, the Boba Fett of the new trilogy. I, I think I'm not sure if this is true or not. I'd have to relook it up, but I think her armor was Corellian armor, or basically um, like the same armor from the Naboo starfighters. Yeah, they said that that she oh, had cool. she took down a Naboo starfighter and took the armor yeah. as her armor that coated yeah. it. I probably so. should read that mini series that Marvel did. I bet I would get a lot of the things I'm wondering about in that mini series. I you keep probably will. meaning to do that, but I never do. I, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do that this next week, man. I'm going to pick that up and read that. Now, I I would I need to get into more of the High Republic. I haven't really read any of that stuff. Um yeah. But I read some of the comics, but I wasn't that interested in the comics they weren't just really good like you know but the new darth vader comics the 2017 darth vader and the 20 i think it's the 2020 2021 darth vader mm -hmm. really good well i know that one darth vader comic the one that had uh the debut of chublaka in it is uh going up in price Chewbacca. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah oh man it's on everybody's hit list for the last two weeks uh, everywhere I go, I've got Vader number one. I've got Vader number one. First appearance of uh, Black Asaren. I, I think I have that one, actually. I don't have it. I'm not yeah, going to try to eBay right now. Make some money. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much they are. <laughs> <laughs> you probably could, yeah. You probably, you probably could make some money off that. So, we've talked Star Wars. We've talked Mandalorians. So, who are your favorite characters? If you, if you had your top three in the Star Wars universe, who are your top three favorite characters? So if you would have asked me in my younger self, I would have said number one was Luke Skywalker. But as I've gotten older and I know more of the story, it is absolutely Obi-Wan Kenobi. The okay, guy, wait, wait. 
Which version, old man or young man? I mean, it's his whole life. His okay. whole life is phenomenal because this is li- he's literally a testament of perseverance. Like, yeah, that's true. You you think about some of the hardest things he's faced. Like one one thing, for example, in Clone Wars, he's sitting there about to have the love of his life killed right in front of him by Darth Maul, and what does Maul? What does he say to Maul? Is he he says. You can defeat me, but you can never destroy me because it takes takes strength to resist the dark side. And it's oh, like I, that right there is the biggest like middle finger to Darth Maul like troll <laughs> you could ever do is like, bro, do your work. You can't defeat me. Like, <laughs> it's like this here's how it. weak you are. You, this is you it, you know. Spider legged moron. And then you you fast forward to Obi Wan and Rebels when he has his final confrontation with Maul. And just the way he talks to him when he's like, look what you've become a rat in the desert. And he's like, look what I have risen above. Like everything that he has gone through is just phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And how he like puts Maul in his place. And then at the end, when he kills him, he's still sad for him and saying like, I'm going to heal. He's not saying I'm going to defeat my enemy. He says, I'm going to heal this old wound. You know, so for me, like Obi-Wan is like, Dude, he's the man. That's why I can't wait for the Obi Wan series. It's going to be like hour long shows too, is from what I heard. So <laughs> you're getting me, you're getting me hyped up for it, man. Yeah, I know they're bringing dude. back um, Hayden Christensen, which I think that guy oh, got yeah. a uh, unfair shake with the with the uh, the gatekeepers. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. but like oh, no. Obi Wan, far and away, number one. Number mm-hmm. two, I'd probably going to have to say Luke, uh, just because I so many things as a kid that I identify as a you know just a kid looking out on the horizon. Okay. I don't know if there's more out there than just growing up on the farm and drinking blue milk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, number three, oof, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Plo Koon or okay, or Ahsoka. Either one of those. Um, Plo because Plo is just such a like typical Jedi. Well, no, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to say I'm going to say. Um, I'm gonna say Kanan. Okay, Freddie Prince Jr. That's a good yeah, choice. I like Kanan because now that I think about it, because like his lineage is so cool. Because his master Depa Balapa was trained by Mace, mm-hmm. and Depa Balapa also has ties to Obi Wan Kenobi. Mace also has ties with Obi Wan Kenobi. So it's like this full symbian circle, I guess you could say, in Star Wars speech of. You know, you, you have this line of succession from Mace and Obi-Wan and Depa to Kanan, you know. Okay. So, and he's very much, very Obi-Wan-like in some of his mannerisms and things he does. Yes. So, yeah. That's that, top three. All top right, three. Chris, Chris awesome. what's your top three? Uh, you know, again, uh, I want to preface this with uh, that I'm very much <laughs> a, um, on the outside looking in. Because I, I did not expect to hear the name Plucoon today or Plucone. <laughs> uh, you know, so with that being said, I mean, you know, you're, you you are the high-ranking nerd in this three-man podcast right now. He is. Right? He's running it today. Um, yeah, man. I just, I was not expecting to hear that. It was like. Um, One of the you know, few Jedi that have beat Yoda in a duel. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. You know, and I'm surprised you didn't say anything about Yoda. But then again, I was telling myself as I was listening to your top three, I was thinking. Surely Yoda's going to be on there because he's so such an iconic character. Then mm-hmm. I started thinking about his stories and things I know. I've you know I've 
things I've garnered from what I've seen in the movies, that little son of a bitch keeps a lot of secrets, don't he? Yeah, yes. he does. Little <laughs> tight lip <laughs> bastard. There, there's yeah. some shit you should say to people. There's things people should know. Yeah. Why aren't you letting people know the things they should know? Well, well, yeah. maybe he, um, maybe he, he tried telling them, but because of his speech impediment, they didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> they didn't know what he was saying. Can you, dude, can you imagine him like trying to order food at Taco Bell? I think I think he's. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. Uh, burrito, please. Mm. <laughs> Taco, let us none. Like, what? Yeah. You don't want any tacos? What the hell are you talking about? Yeah. Piece nuggets uh, I will have. Barbecue yeah. sauce you must include. No sweet mm. and sour. Mm. <laughs> Spicy ranch take off. How do you run, get so big? Uh, and you run run like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, honestly, um, honestly, mm. in all, in all seriousness, oh, God. And chalky milk. <laughs> Cinnamon twist hits the spot in us. Jiggles poking my head. Uh, oh, the seagulls. <laughs> I rode over anyway. that log, and that log had a child. <laughs> Honestly, again, so that's why I want to say these are going to be very basic answers, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, I like Yoda because I've always we talk about practical effects. Uh, as a kid, Yoda blew my mind because I loved the mm-hmm. Muppets. I yeah. loved anything Henson, and so when I was old enough to understand that that was a Henson thing, I was like, dude, hell yeah! So Yoda all day. Anytime I saw a Yoda toy, even though I didn't even collect Star Wars, I was like, <gasps> give it to me because it was just like a, <laughs> you know, it was yeah. so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, followed very closely by Darth Maul. I think that's another underutilized uh, Sith character. Yep. Just his design Maul. alone. You know, it kind of, to me, I, I see Darth Maul before they've done, I know they've done a lot of extended stuff with him in like Rebels and <laughs> Han Solo and Clone okay. Wars. And... I, 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 I have to tell you something now. Well, 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 can I just say this first real quick before you go into your story that's going to kill my joke? I'm about to say, I, what, what I think happened is whenever Lucas told Filoni to, to design Darth Maul. That was during Filoni's like Slayer days when he was like listening to Slayer and Death Metal. And he's like, he's like, cool. oh, he's like, yeah. I've got the perfect piece for you. Oh, yeah. Rain and blood. Okay, go ahead. So I actually got a chance to do a QA panel at Comic Palooza with Ray Park. I remember um, that. Oh, wow. And uh, just because he's one of your favorites, I'll tell you the story that he shared. Um, is that when he, you know, that scene when he's separated between Qui Gon and himself with the energy shield? Yeah. Yeah. And he's pacing, pacing back, and forth, yeah. back and forth. So he said that when they were shooting that, um, George is like, hey, we're going to do this. How can we make this look more menacing? And he's like, well, Maul's like a caged animal, right? So how would a caged, like, tiger or animal respond? looking at his prey through like you know basically a cage he would just stare at him and pace back and forth and so that's what he did and lucas loved it he's like this is perfect and so <laughs> i was just like i had to tell you that story since yeah you're that is wicked dude yeah it yeah. makes me want to go back and just watch i, I feel like i'm gonna put on a but i'm gonna go on disney plus after this and just just like start watching Star Wars again because yep. I'm getting Clone all Wars, the Star Wars talk today. Clone Wars and Rebels. Clone Wars yeah. and Rebels. I need to, man. I need to get on board with that. I feel like and I'm then, missing the boat. And and every time Maul appears on screen, just put some Slayer on in the background to, to yeah. get that baloney experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and oddly enough, uh, thirdly, 
which I think a lot of people will say this as well. Uh, Boba Fett was always cool to me mm-hmm. because of of the of the lore I built in my head as being a Fairweather fan. I'm just like, what is this? Where's this guy been? What what was his life like? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, and why did he get short shafted in this movie? Like, makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. So that, I mean, that's a that's a good three. That's definitely a good three. That's strong three. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go for mine again. I'm in the same boat as Chris. I'm a kind of a fair weather Star Wars fan. I'm not even gonna try to hide it. Uh, the only stuff I know is the stuff I've watched with my daughter when she asks me to explain something and I have to kind of explain what she just saw. So, and I'm going on basically either the character who plays them, the actor who plays them, or the way they look. That's that's all I'm going on. Yeah. So number three, Captain Phasma. I swindling Christy. She's like a seven foot tall woman that can throw a sword around and kills dragons. That's awesome. <laughs> that is that is great. So yeah, yeah she's a number three. And plus, her her armor is chrome. I mean, yeah. If if she was alive, if she was like alive in Houston during like the nineteen late nineteen nineties, and she had a chrome car, she would she would be queen of Houston. I mean, or queen of Texas. It'd be great. Chrome everything. She's the GT. She's the GT Haro bike of uh, stormtrooper uh, soldiers or whatever. Yeah. Like I mean, she'd be the shot caller. You know, twenty six oh ladders on her dresser. Yes, sir. Oh all God. of that. I mean, she took down the hound. So. So all of that. Uh, yeah, that's true. She, she she'd be she'd be you know chopping chopping. So that's number number oh three. My God. Number two. Again, because of this game, this is uh, the only intro edition that has Star Wars I had was that game, Shadows of the Empire. So I gotta say Dash Rendar, just because I played the, the game a lot. I played the hell of that game, and I never got past that stupid speeder bike part <laughs> where you had to speed bike through the town to, to outrace the, the gang. No, yeah. I hated that. I hated that. It was garbage. I, I would rather fight that stupid uh, IG-88 droid five times over than do that stupid bike race again. But yeah. Dash Rendar was always a pretty cool character because he looked like Cable from X-Force. All he needed was a Deadpool to jump across with them, and it'd be Cable and Deadpool. But Dash Rendar was the perfect Stonewall Cable-esque character for that time. Yeah. So I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And plus, you got the and plus and plus he shot Wampas in the first stage. That's awesome. You got to shoot and kill Wampas. That's even better. So yeah, Dash Rendar's number two. Number three. Nice. <laughs> uh, number three. Uh I have to go. I got to go. Chopper, that that little droid chopper. chopper. I mean, if I anything, need to chopper, know more. Chopper is my spirit animal, and once you watch Rebels, Chris, you will understand why. I love Chopper. Him. Yeah, Chopper is is the best. He he's like an old man trapped in like a little <laughs> droid's body. <laughs> Just the way you said that, I'd imagine he puts up with nobody's shit, and he ain't got time for none of this. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He he is the sassiest robot you'll ever see. I mean, if you thought R2 had a potty mouth, Chopper, like, exceeds him by tenfold. And he's like a freaking axe murderer, too, man. He goes after some people. It's like, what? Yeah, like, he cuts them down, dude. He doesn't play. Yeah, he he, he is insane. He he is, if if he took the brains of Bruce Campbell, uh, mixed with Clint Eastwood, and then mixed with, uh, who's another crazy person? Al Bundy, and put him in a (laughs) bot. You would get Chopper. Yeah, that's awesome. The Bravario alone is just amazing. Yeah, it, it is. Again, once you, well, once you start watching Rebels, you'll you'll understand. It, it, it all makes sense. Yeah. Definitely, all makes sense. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to get into it. Oh, it's definitely worth it. It is definitely worth it. So we're kind of we're, we're hitting our over hour mark with everything. So uh, Wade, 
one more question. We, we know a bunch of the shows that are coming out. We got The Acolyte. We've got Obi-Wan. We know Ahsoka's going to get her own show. What new show, series, or movie do you, are you excited for the most that's coming out? I mean, no question, Obi-Wan. Kenobi. Obi-Wan? Yeah. I mean, close second is Ahsoka. But, like, I just want to see what Obi-Wan did kind of protecting Luke all those years. See if mm-hmm. maybe he was hunted down by some of the Inquisition the inquisitors and things like that. Maybe he has another rematch with Vader, things like that. Like I want oh, to man. see that story, man. I, I think everybody does. Well, you know, what's oh, going to happen. You know, it's going to happen. They're going to go back to Tatooine for that whole show. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> I wonder if he's going to go off world. Cause he can't let people know that Luke's there, you know, so like that is true. I mean, we, in the dark horse comics, we know that there was many times that he protected Luke throughout his life, just kind of shadowing him. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be interesting how they do this. He definitely did. He definitely did. Yeah. So follow up question. Is there a character that you think should get a show or a group of people that you think should get a show? Oh yeah. I, I live think, action or animated. I think we definitely need to see a younger Luke Skywalker. And uh, we know in the lore that he was going out finding all kinds of Jedi um, like artifacts and old Jedi temples and things like that. So I would love to see him do that. Um, so post return. So post return. Yeah. I, I mean, we need to see Luke in his prime, right? Yeah. Like that's yes. something we need to see. I think also it'd be really, really, really cool to have a Darth Vader series with the Inquisitors and them hunting down other Jedi and things like that, like make it a little more dark sidey dark and the Inquisitors mm-hmm. going around and hunting people and killing Jedi. I mean, cause a lot of people don't know, but that's how Ahsoka got her, her new lightsaber with the white crystals. She killed um, the sixth brother, which is one of the Inquisitors. Yeah. Um, and healed his, his crystals. And so they turned white and she constructed her new lightsabers with him. Yes. Um, but yeah, like uh, we need to see more stuff like that. I think. I think if we had something with the Inquisitors, with the Grand Inquisitor, little stuff that happens after uh, Order sixty six, like stuff with Cal Kestis and stuff like that, yeah. would be amazing. I, I'm, just gonna, awesome. I'm just gonna say this: I want a Phasma series. A to Phasma explain, series. No, to explain Phasma because first of all, she's giant. Yeah. Second of all, that armor. How did she get the armor? We need to see something of her coming up through the ranks of the Empire to get that armor. Yeah, there has to be a good story involved there. I mean, yeah, with the current the current like climate of like fandom and stuff like that, where we're seeing a lot of female empowerment, um, you know, she's I think she's rife for a backstory that could even you know give her the tortured you know like was she really wanting to be in her role with the with the uh, you know what I mean like or was she reluctant participant? I mean, like yeah, like I mean, you know, I think. I think Finn was a totally missed opportunity because they got different. I think Finn was supposed to be a Jedi. Uh, I mean, all signs pointed to that. So I think they dropped the ball big time on that one. Yeah, he was. Um, you know, so there's. I think I think we're primed for a lot of good storytelling for some characters that were vaguely introduced, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I, I kind of agree with Aaron. I think uh, a Captain Phasma, uh, six you know six series uh, six episode series or whatever. Even Finn, what? No, no offense to Royega, but what's he doing? Like, I mean, get this money. There's so much money being thrown around. Even if it's I, just a fiscal thing. I'm like, it just. I think he was paid. so burned now. He won't ever do Star Wars again. I think he was just oh, so burned. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, he, I I mean, he, liked, he liked that toy money, though. He liked, he he enjoyed that toy money. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he does. 
yeah, yeah definitely. De- I definitely want to see. Yeah, I definitely want to see like a Phasma show to see her like coming into the Empire, her rising through the ranks and getting the armor, doing all of that. There Ooh. has to be something good there. I also want to see the Bad Batch. I want to see them kind of like where they're at, where they went, you know, um, post Empire okay. and all that stuff. You know, well, you know, Hunter probably went back to the jungles of South America when he was training with Rambo. <laughs> I mean, we know Rex was in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi, so yeah, those guys were around. They were. They, awesome. they were. They definitely and were. They were younger than than uh, Rex because Rex was one of the first clones. So. Yes, that is true. That 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 is very much true. Yeah. So as you start wrapping up here, Wade, I just want to thank you for coming on. I know we yes, talked the entire thing of of Star Wars. We didn't even get into the stuff we talked about in the beginning. Like, hey, you know, hey, we all watch Witcher. We, yeah. we liked it. It was great. But we can get into that next time. That's that is fine because The Witcher is a great show. Uh, yeah. Definitely go oh, check yeah. it out. Definitely go check it out. But thank you so much, Wade. Where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. Start plugging your stuff. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we get at Milhorn Gaming. Um, we also do a Star Wars podcast called the Bindu Podcast and the Halo Infinite Podcast. Ooh, okay. Halo. Okay. So, yeah. are you also on Instagram? Uh, yes, we're on Instagram too at Milhorn Gaming. See, there you go. See, see, I remember you from Milhorn Gaming Podcast. Yeah. You know, and you know, when in doubt, blow it up. That, that's that's right. what I remember. That's, that's what right. I remember. It may make a comeback. It's on hiatus right now, but we'll we'll see. Well, if you want, if you, if it comes back, and if you want to talk to people who don't really get to play a lot of games but always remember the good times of the old <laughs> games, we are possibly available. I'm just yeah, there you go. Point that out there. Just that out <laughs> oh there. man, yeah, I'm on board for that. Jesus. Yeah. All right, so Chris, where can they find you with your comic book arts? Uh, as always, I uh, I have a Twitter I don't use at C Lee Foreman, so go feel free to sit in that wasteland, but. I do have an Instagram uh, at Chris Foreman Artist uh, and Facebook. Just you know, search my name. Uh, you know, I forget what my handle. I think it's like Internet Skills or some crap. Like Facebook.com forward slash Internet Skills because I watched Napoleon Dynamite the day before I made my Facebook profile. <laughs> so, you know, but definitely, I mean, I'm I'm Googleable. You know, not not you know, not trying to toot the one's own horn or anything, but I'm not that hard to find. So that's good. And, you know, if you're on Instagram and on Facebook, look for, uh, for Front Row Negative. We are all around. We're, we're on Instagrams. We are on Facebook. We have a YouTube channel that I post at least once every two weeks. I try to, at least. But I did get a new package in. I'll be uh, doing an unboxing of that soon and posting that up as well. So follow us there. We have merch. Go to TeePublic or Redbubble. Find us on there by doing the search for Front Row Negative. We have shirts. We have other stuff, too. I think, Wade, you have one of my shirts. I think you have the Mando shirt. I do. It's one of so, my faves. Yeah. So, so yeah, everybody's, you got you to gotta have a shirt. You got to have a cool shirt. Yeah. And get it now before I get that cease and desist because I have a feeling that I've, I finally made the Disney radar again with Moon Knight. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 feel that, I feel that C&D coming soon. It's yeah. looming over me like the moon in the sky is right now. <laughs> I thought, oh, that's your sketch card, Chris? Yeah, he's Ron Moon Knight. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's more Love of the, my future coming right there, too. So, yeah, go buy a shirt. Go support indie artists and support our podcast. And please. If you, yes, please. And if you made this far, give yourself a pat on the back. Thank you for listening. Yes. Give us a subscribe. Give us a like and a follow and a review if you want to. But until next time, I'm your host, Aaron. And I am your ever, ever faithful co-host, Chris. 
yes. And we thank Wade for jumping on for this episode and talking to yes, our words. thank you. And as always, just remember, don't unfriend, only unfollow. And when in doubt, blow it up. I have to throw that in there because that is a good saying. Yeah. That is a good saying. <laughs> and I forget Alex Alex's quote from the Secondary Heroes. I forget what his quote is, but go watch, go listen to his podcast to figure out what that is. So, thanks, guys. And until next time, fuck ponchos. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.